message. Okay, I'm recording. I've been recording okay. for uh, four and a half minutes. Nice. Okay, so code of honor. We're just gonna I'll start now. We're just gonna blast through this. Yeah, one. Zach, you got <laughs> like, this one. So we can just be done with it, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. No, you know what? No, this is the cold open. No other intro. Just we want to be over with this. That's the whole movie. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. But you can't check your six. It's kind of like, you know, taking a screwdriver to a gunfight. What's happening? Just like old Tom. Hello. Welcome Hi. to Steven C. at all, starring Zachary Weiberg, Aaron Lynch, and Hans Schreiner. That's me, um, the second one. <laughs> you're introducing us one. for us now? Yeah, I'm I'm the host. Welcome. Please come in. Take your shoes off. You know, sit down. Grab yourself a cold beverage. You know, don't put your shoes down there. Put your shoes down over there, please. We are talking about, we watched Code of Honor, 2016 American action thriller film. Um, our first non Keone Waxman film in a long while, in like two months or so. Um, and what I would like to call the room of Steven Seagal movies, it's rough. We have talked about, you know, how these movies are bad. I think this is truly like, this is Birdemic. This is Troll 2. This is the room. Cause this is the, <laughs> this feels like the budget was slashed and slashed and slashed again. And online it says this had a budget of $8 million. I do not believe that. <laughs> That's $8 million. If $7 million went to something else that wasn't the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is, if you thought these movies were bad and good on you, you should think these movies are bad. We are in just we there is a shit you can feel especially when you watch absolution and code of honor back to back like we all did it sounds like this movie feels different yeah i think all eight million dollars went to one explosion about halfway through the movie and the rest of it they made with pocket change it's like after effects like level just like whatever standard bullet wounds filter comes on that just like a sticker yes <laughs> they stick like, on this looks people. worse than like the 2003 movies so this yeah. one was very bad okay it's let's just get through it bad. what happened go, go, code go. of honor go, go, go. which sounds like it might be a military film in, <sighs> in some way um is not steven seagal is barely a character in it he <laughs> is he even main... a character in it though well okay. we'll get so there <laughs> steven seagal is the main character not because he's on the screen the most or has the most lines or even has the most interesting story, but just because I don't think there is a single scene or even a single line of dialogue where a character is not talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a movie where you barely see Seagal. I don't even think he talks for, like, the first half of this movie. He no. doesn't. He's, he's barely silent. on screen, but everybody is constantly talking about him and talking about how, like, nobody knows who he is and he's such a ghost and nobody knows about him, but everybody knows about him. Um, and by the end of the movie, they're wondering whether he even exists. <laughs> truly this is a man that we're going to talk about non-stop for an hour and 40 minutes or however long this thing took but also did he ever really exist in the first place steven skull is the punisher like <laughs> it's embarrassing i have can i just read one of the notes that i have yes the premise here could be interesting I'm, I'm like writing this like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> the premise here could be interesting 
a trained soldier who fought overseas to protect his country, then when his family is killed in gang violence, come to the conclusion that the real danger is America to America is at home, and so becomes a vigilante. Oh, that's the Punisher. <laughs> it's literally the Punisher. He plays Colonel Rogers. I realized so as I was writing it, like a moron. In your notes. I, you can just feel when the realization happens in that notes. Yeah. <laughs> it could be an interesting premise. It could be a really interesting premise for like a comic or like a movie or like a Netflix series or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so the movie starts off with him there's a, a drug deal going on and Seagal shoots all the people who are doing the drug deal and then the police show up to investigate it um and it's and so the police start to investigate it until all of a sudden this other guy shows up um who's not with the police but he is like a former protege like he was with Seagal and now he's like oh I need to help track him down I need to stop him like you know I don't approve of his methods and you know what? That's that's literally the whole movie. Seagal shoots the drug deal. He blows up a uh, he like an exotic club, but he's like so perfectly blows it up to make sure that these two women, the the only two strippers who are there on duty at the time working on the clock, don't die, but everybody else dies. Even though, like and in he, the scene, you see like ten of them. Mm-hmm. I know, but the, okay. the place the club he, was. He, the, the text of the film is that he cares about women, but the actual mm. film is that he does not. Yeah. He just killed. Uh, but the the club was someone. a place that distributed weapons and drugs in the city. Like it was the yes. yeah. Um, there was a reason he did it. Kind of, yeah, as much as there's a reason anybody does anything. Right. Movies. It was just saying you, he, he takes out a drug gang and then he blows up a club once because it was like the home of the drug gang. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um. And you kind of follow these two gals for, like, some of the movie. One of them ends up becoming, like, much more of a main character because she ends up, like, moving in with the uh, the guy that's investigating Seagal to, like, stay safe from Seagal. Um, even though they talk about how he specifically, like, you know, made this perfect explosion. Like, if you wanted them dead, they'd be dead. Um, and then they talk about how he's still, like, a danger to them. Well, it's, it's really dumb. It's because she left. It's because it's the whole. Ugh, I don't. I really don't want to get into it. But there's a reason why they're after her, and it's a dumb reason. We'll get to it. It is. It's, Just keep that, going. Like that's what I'm saying. Yes, I understand. There's technically a reason. It's a very stupid reason, and none of them explaining the reason makes it make sense. No. Seagal just indiscriminately kills, you know, people that he's taking revenge on for a while. He does a vigilante. There's this one newsman who keeps reporting on it, and he keeps talking about, like, I'm an Emmy winning and a Peabody winning. Like, I'm the greatest journalist ever. Um, but every time he introduces himself, his name is Jerry Simon, and I keep thinking it's going to be Jerry Seinfeld every time. Yes. So he's like, it's Jerry Simon. <laughs> and it kept tripping me up. Um, and he's like, ooh, I'm going to, this guy, I, I support this vigilante. He's doing good, and I'm going to keep covering him, and I'm going to have all the awards by the end of this. Um, he's a heavily biased news anchor, like reporting only very specific details. Yeah, which is why he's a target. Um, but this kind of keeps going on until, of course, you know they have the showdown. Um, where finally this guy confronts the guy and he's like, "Ooh, you never knew how to like you know check behind you, like you know that's how I got you." And they're in this building together and they're fighting until a helicopter shows up with like the police in it who have a gun named on Seagal. So Seagal blows the place up as the other guy escapes, and they're like, ooh, like, there was only one body found, but, you know, neither of these men are alive, and it's really dumb. And this gal kind of likes 
the the guy who is investigating the case um and she thinks he's dead but ooh, maybe he's actually still alive um and maybe his gall's character never existed in the first place that's it code of honor <laughs> sucked sucked <laughs> this movie was 106 minutes long of this is like the longest of all of these movies we've seen so far and it's nothing. the one that deserves it the least like my my whole thought uh is that Seagal wanted to be the Punisher and the guy who caught the Punisher at the same time. <laughs> but you can't do that. And so he has to do like this psych out at the end of the movie that maybe it was like a it was a fight club situation where you thought that one character was a character, but he was actually a different character the whole time. Yeah. Uh except it like if you try to sit down and and figure out what parts of it were real and what parts weren't. Unlike Fight Club, that's impossible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where Fight Club, well, you, you'll still find people point out to this day, like, little details that, like, help confirm this and, you know, prove this. This is absolutely none of that. There's no consistency. There's no thought into it. There's no... no there's absolutely no like, effort to make it work. that anybody says. So here's the thing. They portray... There's Seagal, who is the vigilante, taking out people he deems are bad people. And then there's the guy who... who are, like, knew... mostly, like, drug addicts and victims of crimes and things. Yeah, he just, like, randomly just starts, like, shooting people who are, like, are not really, like... Well, they were, they were they, just, like, chilling. They were drug dealers, the ones that were on the street. Most of the people he kills in that scene are drug addicts, not dealers. He kills one drug dealer <laughs> and, like, four drug addicts. Yeah, that's true. It and does there is a, the, a the, really gross shot where this woman has, like, blood on her face from the guy that got shot next to him, and she's trying to smoke her crack pipe. <laughs> yeah. We're getting away from the whole... The, he's, he's a vigilante with that the, is not particularly good at determining who is good and who is bad and he's taking it into his own hands the pol half the police are saying we should just let this guy do his thing because he's taking out the bad guys for us and then the other half of the police are saying you're an idiot he's taking out innocent people too so you have the guy who's investigating seagal and he's like one step ahead of the police inexplicably the entire time and then by the end of the movie, like there's there's just a lot of back and forth. It's like supposed to be a cat and mouse. But by the end of the movie, there's this scene where the lead detective of the police has this realization and the camera is swirling around him. And there's I can't think of the movie, but I know that I've seen this before. Camera swirling around him and he's having this realization. And then all of a sudden, for somehow out of nowhere, this movie that has been <laughs> for 80 minutes has this moment of like weird clarity where the production value seems 20 times what it was the acting seems 20 times better than what it was it almost seems like it was shot on a different day with a different director i don't know but this one brief moment was actually so interesting to me because this movie for 80 minutes <laughs> flips on its head and you have this moment where this camera is circling the lead investigator on the case and he's like looking around and his eyes are darting all over the place and he's like he's having these flashbacks and then all of a sudden voice lines from earlier in the movie start playing as a background and you just hear lines from uh the guy who was tracking seagal like the cat and mouse guy and uh, you hear lines from the investigators like kind of contradicting what he was saying and it's it's i'm not going to describe it very well the bottom line is he has these realizations that the seagal and this guy tracking seagal are actually the same person like two personalities from the same person 
Do you have the guy who is killing people at ra almost at random and the person investigating him like by day, by night, they don't realize that they're different people or they don't realize that they're the same person, but they're, you know, different mindsets, whatever. And it almost starts to make sense because the guy investigating him is only ever shown during the day. He is looking at Seagal's sniper spot and finds his cigar butt, whatever, on the ground. And that's where Seagal was during the night. And almost all of the scenes are like that, where he is there during the day, but Seagal was there at night. They show a scene where they supposedly met together for the first time to talk face-to-face -face at a nightclub. And... When they show that scene, when they're looking at it from the security cameras, the, the police are looking at the security cameras to watch that interaction go down. They can only see the the guy who's tracking Seagal. They can't see Seagal. And it's supposed to be like a, a tricky thing. Like there was a Seagal found the right table to have the right angle so that the camera wouldn't see him. And then the lead investigator has this realization and it plays back the that same footage, but from a different angle, just as a sort of, um, what am I trying to say? Like a, not a memory, but it's like, it's, it's to show this realization, I guess, yeah. where he was sitting at the table alone, okay. just like talking to himself. And it was this weird, like it was a genuine twist. Not that you didn't see it coming, but it was an actual twist in the movie that seemed so weirdly out of place for such a terrible movie. And then you jump right back into this movie uh, that 20 minutes later, by the end of it, they're like, oh, psych, that didn't actually happen. They're actually two different people. Okay. <laughs> Here is why you are completely wrong. <laughs> what the sh <laughs> That was an honest to God spit take. <laughs> what the sh <laughs> that was amazing. I wish this were I wish we like video like recorded this and put it up on YouTube. That was amazing. I've never seen an actual spit. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I've never seen an actual spit take. That was amazing. See, I only had the slight tweak of like Seagal, like half of his assassinations happen during the day, so the whole day night thing doesn't work. But I think Aaron has a whole other. He's ready to cook on like. Okay, a, but he's, he's like he's they're the never kitchen. they're never at the same place at the same time. Day night, whatever. Maybe that maybe I'm thinking about the first one specifically. But they're never they're at, the at the same, same place, place at the same, same time, time like until times. when they are, and they're the only people there. There are no like Except witnesses. No one else sees both of them at the same time. The problem is not that they're never in the same place at the same time. It's that they're in different places at the same time. Many times throughout the movie. Like, the the twist is physically impossible based on the timing that is given to us in the movie. Okay, I'm not saying that it's a, a good or a, you know, a, mm -hmm. a well-executed twist. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we have the next M. Night Shyamalan over here, although he had some stinkers real early, too. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying they had something. There was... Mm -hmm. There was and there was effort in a movie that presented itself to be premier trash for eighty minutes. All of a sudden, showed me some kind of promise, showed me some kind of like thought behind the story. They they could they didn't have the ability or they didn't have the people or they didn't have the money to to get this idea out onto film until someone managed to figure it out and then they ripped it hands. I think yeah, you're. What, yes, I think you're, you're inadvertently making this movie sound more interesting than it actually is. No, I was incredible. Maybe I maybe I am, 
But let me be clear, this was garbage. This was absolute trash. This is one of the worst things I've ever sat through and I could not wait for it to be over. I don't know how many times I paused this to get up to do something else because I couldn't stand to sit through it. And then I had this one teeny tiny moment, this this instant, this little flash for a brief, just maybe two second period where I was like, well, wait a minute, this is actually trying to do something kind of clever. And then that was ripped, like physically ripped out of my brain. And it just made it that much worse, that much more frustrating because they they ruined this teeny, 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 tiny little like flash of inspiration that they actually had for this otherwise absolute piece of garbage. So like the scene that you're talking about, I, like I, I think I get it. Like, I guess I get it. But there's I'm, just like one my, thing... There's one thing about that whole scene that really bothered me, like when they're looking at the the cops looking at the footage of Bill Porter, the character's name is Bill Porter, who's like tracking down Seagal, right? Uh, and who might be the same character as Seagal, except you find out that like immediately after this reveal that they are actually different characters, right? Like it, it doesn't actually matter. They are right. different characters. They're just not who you think they are. Um, when they're doing that, there's so there's one of the pieces of evidence that you that you brought up. Uh, is that there's a video of him sitting at a table, apparently alone, who is supposed to be speaking with Seagal. You got water, like, all over your monitor, too? Yes! This is you, <laughs> this, this is your fault! <laughs> uh, except, so, like, I think the one clever thing that the movie did was the scene that that scene is referencing when... Porter does this whole gun fight. Yes. While sitting in a chair. Yes. He can't get up out of the chair because he thinks yes. there's a bomb strapped to the bottom, but he yeah. finds out at the end of the fight that there's not a bomb strapped to the bottom that Seagal lied to him about it. That scene, that entire scene, the only cool moment in the whole movie is completely ruined by the thought that Seagal's character doesn't exist. Yeah. But it will but I... it also, I mean it kind of adds it kind of adds to it though, right? If he was actually, if you're if you're going with the line that he doesn't actually exist, they're the same person. Yeah. If he it, if he was a physical entity that was actually there before what was his name Porter got Porter. there, he could have conceivably put a device under the chair. But if he got there and was just talking to himself, he wouldn't have strapped the bomb under his own chair. Yeah. But the imaginary person sitting across from him could have told him that. And he would have believed it, even though it wasn't there, because he didn't put it there. If anything, it just sort of adds to the thought that, like, this, they could have had something. And again, it sounds like I'm giving this more credit than it deserves. I want to be crystal clear. This was garbage. I'm just trying how... to pick the, like, teeny tiny light out of the, 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 the needle in the haystack that gave me hope, but was mm. then ripped away from me. And I that's why I hate this, this so is. much. Yeah. What, Zachary? I just hate how dumb this movie is. Like, this is just your brain on Seagal, where Hans is, like, defending an interpretation of this movie to the two of us that the movie itself undermines, like, four seconds later. <laughs> that's like, why I'm so mad. You have, you have to understand. the movie is like, no, it can't be possible. You, you have to understand <laughs> that's, that's why I'm mad. Like, they I know, had I get something. It. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you're, like, fighting. You're trying to make this one part interesting. And the movie's like, no, no that wasn't interesting. Exactly. That's why <laughs> no, I'm that mad. Wasn't. Like, that's I that's know. what I'm trying. That's, that's what I'm. That's what I want you to take away. That's what I want you to understand is that like this was terrible this dumb this I'm, movie is. i tried so hard to pull the needle in the haystack i wanted to pull the smallest bit of light out of this experience because i it was so much darkness otherwise and 
they ripped that away from me. Like, the, Aaron, you said it, I don't remember how many movies ago, that this, this movie hates you. Like, this yeah. movie hates you and Maximum it wants to conviction. make you miserable. Yes, this movie hates me. Like, <laughs> I, I can't describe to you how viscerally angry I was watching this because I even put it in my notes. I was like, a twist? An actual twist? Like, they actually tried to do something clever. Maybe not original, but well, they, they tried to do something clever. Two seconds after that scene, though. Exactly. And then they undermined <laughs> it. Like, right away. Dude, like, can you... Oh, I was so angry. Commit. I'm still so angry. Commit. See, similarly, I'm angry in like, not exactly the same way, but in a very similar way because of that scene that Aaron described. Like, when we get to that scene and he's at his club and he's talking to Seagal and Seagal's like, by the way, I put a bomb under your chair. And then like, he also orchestrated it. So like, these gang members that Seagal's trying to kill come in and start trying to kill that guy who like, has the bomb under his chair. So the guy has to like, getting into a fight but he can't like sit up he like has to keep his like butt on the chair yeah like that is some that's a really fun premise that's something that they would have like jackie chan do back yes. in the 90s and yes. he would kill it and this guy actually does better than like does a pretty good does job pretty with good it. with it craig yeah. schaefer he does who plays like the Bill physical Porter. action yeah does a pretty he's good doing, job like he's obviously not doing it's like jackie chan levels because only no. like jackie chan and like michelle yo could do it's like jackie chan levels but like that's an interesting premise and executed fairly well and then everything else about the movie like undermines it. It makes it like crappy. It makes it, even like the yeah. reveal that oh there isn't actually a bomb like that's pretty like funny like that's pretty decent. Yeah. And then every other part of this movie just made me upset and made me yeah. mad and felt so cheap and like a waste of time and money and yeah. <sighs> also, I don't think I've ever seen another movie. I've never experienced this. I've never. I don't even. I don't know how to put it, but I've never been in another situation where I have seen everyone in front of me look as though they desperately need to take a. Sh <laughs> everyone in this movie was so like clenched the entire thing there they all look like they are ready to go take a poop it was that's, insane that's to me interpretation of this movie the whole time i was watching it just felt like again like when you're watching the room or something and it just feels like these these aren't like actors there weren't like auditions these are just like people that like the producers are able to scrape <laughs> together like family friends up. or something yeah like you have people like getting shot and like the reaction like of the people around them are like ah oh no <laughs> we what? need to run away it's like in the best one. Just found a guy from like the local mental hospital and said yes. hey do you want to be in a movie <laughs> yeah like, i think these are just people they found like a day of and they're just like oh no so i'm scared this is acting the best one is when they're too Two uh, female cops who are handcuffing a pair of criminals, whatever, just generic bad guys up against the wall. They're trying to put them in their cop car and Seagal snipes them, snipes yes. the criminals oh as they're being put into the cop car. <laughs> they're already being brought to justice. I yeah, they're, all they're already headed to jail. And no, because they wouldn't get real them. justice in there. Seagal kills them as they're being put in the cop car, and both of the cops are like, <laughs> it's the, it's the, I can't, I'm not going to be able to describe this. My description is not going to do it justice, but the way they talk, they're like, officer down, officer down, we yeah. need backup, repeat backup, officer down, and it's like, okay, one, officer's not down, they killed, he killed the criminals, <laughs> like, that wasn't how it works but also you're just they're like waving their guns wildly back and forth as though that's what they were told to do officer yeah. down officer down we need backup oh my gosh there's a scene where there's like this mob boss is about to get taken off to jail 
and <laughs> there's like this there are a bunch of like news reporters and stuff outside like trying to interview him as he's like on his way to the cop car and Seagal snipes him he shoots him in the neck yeah and like and he dies uh, and there's blood exactly everywhere and like say. one of the cops gets blood all over her face like whatever uh and so, like, and then they like zoom ac- the camera zooms across the city to show where he was, and it's like two miles away, and, it, like around yes. a corner. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like a wanted shot. Like, I, did he curve the bullet? I I don't know how. <laughs> There's the best, no way. Like, I can't come up with the best words to back you up on this <laughs> because you're so right, and it's not. It's like they did the. Uh, Oh, what is it? What was the movie? Limitless. It's like they did the Limitless zoom uh-huh. where it just oh, like zooms yeah. across the entire city. This was like except... a mid 2000s thing though. Like, yeah, but it aesthetic. was it was super fast, but because they couldn't zoom the amount of distance that they wanted, they mm-hmm. did the Limitless thing where they like zoom across several different pieces of footage. Yeah. So it's like zoom the whole way really quickly across this city and Ooh. then Ooh. Cut to another zoom across another city, and here's, that's where you here's get the what weird turn. Like. If you go to Google Earth, mm. and then you like you you click on like the <laughs> you street just spam view, forward really well, fast. You, yeah, you hit forward on the street view, and it like jumps <laughs> yeah. forward by increments. Yeah. It looks like that. It does. Well, but it's like whenever you do like ten steps forward, ten steps forward, ten steps forward, it's two miles forward. Cause they <laughs> like the street view for it. Yeah. Like yeah. That. And then they show him up on the rooftop, just like taking his face away from the scope of his rifle, and he doesn't have any lines. Like every time Seagal's on the move in in shot for, it's probably a good two thirds of this movie. It's just the result of him having just taken the shot that killed a bunch of people, and then he like nods his head and then cuts away from him, and that's it. That's all you get. I hated this movie so much, but like I said, I hated this movie. But very differently from the last movie that we watched. These are both like half a star movies for me. But that one felt like I'm not gonna say competently made, but like it. it I, I objected to the content more than the actual like production quality. This one I object more to the production quality than the actual content because the content is just a rip off of the Punisher. Yeah, there you know are. Sure. It, hey, if you're like yeah. an up and coming filmmaker, if you want to make like a rip off of the Punisher, go ahead, go for it. That's fine. That's a good premise. Punisher's a good yeah, premise. Why not? We should have more Punishers. I think like this movie did have significantly fewer like gratuitous nudity scenes than the previous movies. The... It was yeah, less it still gross. Has, like, a, an extended scene at a strip club. Yeah, but... it was. I think it was less gross than the past <laughs> few movies in that way. I can't criticize because I literally did this like same exact thing. I can't even remember for what mo- for like uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin movie, but it's Maximum like when the bar is so low and you're like the bar was slightly higher. You could almost <laughs> trip over this bar now <laughs> before you wouldn't even notice it on the ground, like stepping yeah. over it. I'm gonna yeah, send you. Move, I'm gonna the send bar you a is ever so slightly higher. I'm gonna send, send you a picture. picture. I need you to Image. Zach when you're editing this one. I need you to make sure this one goes in the show okay. notes because this is okay. like critical oh. <laughs> at one point porter takes the hard drive out of a oh. computer and oh, just credit- like wiggles it out of the computer box. oh yeah but credit to, to you know credit where it's due i guess they at least pulled a hard drive and not like some other random computer component yeah. and told yeah. said that it was a hard drive out. and then he does some like soldering on the back of it for no reason and then plugs it into his computer to read the contents 
gloss over that when he plugs it into his computer to read the contents this dear listener please go op- look at the show notes and look at the link because this this image is everything this tells you everything you need to know because <laughs> instead of like in other Seagal movies in any kind of professional movie it's all it's always some kind of overdone console or I don't know it's some weird terminal that's very green and looks very hackerish so that you know that that's what they're doing but in this one, <laughs> they took a screenshot of the Windows File Explorer, specifically has to be from one of the editor's computers, because you can see folders under favorites for Creative Cloud and iCloud. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and in the in the address bar, it's the recycle bin that they took the screenshot in. <laughs> and then on top of that, they pasted a bunch of hackerish code. Fun. In, in heavy, heavy, heavy air quotes. It's This gives you everything you need to know about the production quality of this garbage, garbage, garbage movie. That's I don't fair, care if you fair, know fair, anything fair. about computers or you know everything about computers. You can look at this and you can see instantly that, oh yeah, no, this was trash. And like the prop knives that they, there are multiple knife fights in this movie. The prop knives that they use are just like very obviously made of rubber. <laughs> they wiggle. Oh, and oh my, we have come back to the. If you thought we had bad knife fights before in Pascal movies, we oh, have man. some truly atrocious knife fighting going on here. It's, it's so worse than the, the one in Under Siege 2. With I, the very please end. give me Under Siege 2 knife fight again. Oh, Dude, I thought I'll that even was take the Under worst. Siege 1 knife, knife fight scene. <laughs> I thought that was the worst knife fight I had ever seen in my life of watching movies with knife fights in them. It was up to that point. It was up to that point, but <laughs> oh my goodness. We had so much room to go downhill, and I did not appreciate what I had when I had it. That's disgusting to hear me say that, but oh my goodness. Uh it's bad. It's- <laughs> so I just shared a screenshot whenever they pulled the personnel file on Robert Aaron Sykes, the character that Seagal plays in this movie, where it says he's 6'4 and 230 pounds. Well, so that was supposed to be his like military history, but it's it's a picture of him from undersea. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like they lifted a picture of him from the 90s in another one of his movies. Yes. That's the level of quality we're dealing with here, folks. I like that it's also it's a digital image, but they like have a paper clip like over the photo of him. Oh, of course. <laughs> I had forgot about that. <laughs> That part stuck out to me. Um, this movie was very bad. It was very cheaply made. It was a waste of time. It was so much of a waste of time. It was so long. Like Again, when I say so, so long, long, I mean like an hour 46 or something. It but felt way to longer all, than Every that. other movie we've watched, like 16 minutes longer than any of these other movies are. And like I swear at least like an hour and 20 minutes longer than it needed to be. <laughs> like, nothing happens for most of this movie. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. It's so boring. It was boring. It was it was boring. It was frustrating. And then they tried to do something clever, and then they rip it away from you. 
fell flat on their face. They rip it away from you. And it made me so just unbelievably angry. I, I've been mad watching a lot of these movies, but this one takes the cake by far. It's so yep. frustrating. Sucked half a star. I don't even, Oh wait, while I was watching, I did have a, that stuck out and now i can't even remember it i have i have one i have one go for it uh you can't check your six just like old times (laughs) (laughs) that uh that may be familiar to listeners of steven c at all (laughs) mine is Porter's talking about Seagal's character and he's he's talking to the police and he says I'll send over his file whatever's not classified but it won't matter he will have already changed appearances what? <laughs> as if Seagal has changed his appearance again they're trying to do this ever. thing where he's like a ghost you can't <laughs> you can't catch him well I just this isn't my favorite line, but I guess, you know, the closest thing is the fact that they talk about, oh, he's perfectly trained and like urban and all kinds of warfare. Like he can disappear to a crowd. He's impossible to see. And this is undermined because literally the next thing is like this woman saying like, yeah, I remember seeing a really scary man at that club before it blew up. Yeah. Like a really distinct, very noticeable, like scary man. Yeah. And she's talking about Seagal. Well, because, because he, just, he is not a ghost. He, he does not slip into a crowd. He sat in the back of the club by himself smoking cigars smoking cigars and not drinking and just like staring apparently not tipping <laughs> yeah and not tipping but uh, they also that was that was another one of those flashback scenes where like in the beginning of the movie you see Seagal sitting in that seat smoking and not tipping but then in during the the lead investigators like realization they jump to that same exact scene but it's Porter sitting in the chair smoking and it's yeah. like they they almost had something. They were so close. Well, I have and in my they notes. they threw it away. I have in my notes, LOL, I was wondering how Seagal was going to survive the movie because he's the villain throughout the whole movie. And so like, he has to die here, right? And right. I said, it's, it's because the movie was lying to us the whole time. <laughs> but I mean, but that would have been okay. If they actually followed through on that concept, that would have worked. They just get to say, oh, psych, he's actually the good guy and the guy that you've been watching the whole time. Like, you get to watch Seagal act as the bad guy. Like, Seagal gets to play a bad guy, but then partway through the movie, gets to pretend that he was the good guy the whole time and gets to kill the character that was him. Uh, Also, in, like, the fight between him and Porter, they meet on a rooftop, uh, (laughs) and then, like, partway through the fight, Seagal just like says psych and then runs away and jumps through a skylight and I laugh so hard. <laughs> okay, but here, so hear me out. This is again. I, I laugh so hard at I that. I know I sound like I'm giving so it dumb. too much credit, but the way I took that, he jumped through the skylight because a helicopter with a searchlight was coming over. Yes. In my mind, that was if if they were the same person, if it was multiple personality disorder or something like that. That was his excuse for getting that character off of the roof because the helicopter is only going to see one man on that rooftop. Like if they had followed through with that concept, it could have worked, but they didn't because and we we so we actually we've said so we've said pretty often about how they threw that concept away. I don't think we said how they throw that concept away. Have we? 
I don't think so. I don't even know if I can identify it. If you can identify it, go for it. So it the whole the whole premise at but like at the very end, it's a fight between Porter and Seagal. But the 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 idea is that they're the same person. It's like an internal conflict. He's fighting yeah. with himself. That's that sounds like I'm giving this so much more credit than it's due. But that's supposed to be the idea. That's what they're trying to make you believe. And that's why I'm saying like there's they're they tried to do some kind of creative work to make it seem that way if they could follow through with it anyway the fight ends with seagal blowing up the building that they're in and porter like runs out the door and you don't see what happens to any of them the building blows up and it's a cut to the police bringing a body in uh, like under a sheet out of the building and they say because the the woman that porter was like taken care of her son like picked up his uh baseball glove that was supposed to be his son's baseball glove at one point earlier in the movie so uh when he when the body is brought out in front of this woman the police say he was the same person and then she says huh i don't think so and they say you don't believe me and she says no so she turns and walks away and they don't actually show you who was under the sheet she turns and walks away and her son is holding the baseball glove that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Basically saying that the guy Porter actually got out of there and was able to give him the glove and Seagal's the one under the sheet. So they threw the whole thing that they had built up in the trash. This movie sucked. Half a star. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Instead I'm so of this. Mad. So mad. Instead of this, you should Wait, watch. What are your star? Did you? Did you all say uh, stars? I said one and a half stars on my letterbox. One and a half. One and a half. I Aaron. after talking about it, I think I would bring that down, but that's what I put. Thank you. Immediately after watching it. And Hans, what did you say? Half. Thank you. So <laughs> voice of sanity. Voice of easily, reason call. easily a half. I feel like I'm talking way too much about this piece of garbage, but I just. I need you to understand why I'm so angry. <laughs> it's really, really bad. It's so bad. So what would you watch instead? I would watch uh, season two of Netflix's Daredevil, which is where they introduced <laughs> John Barenthal's Punisher. Yes. Because they execute on the entire premise of this movie way, way better in that season of Netflix's Daredevil, which you can now watch on Disney Plus, apparently. I would just have to add the caveat. You can watch season two of Daredevil, which is actually season 0.5 of Punisher. Yeah. And you just have to kind of be okay with the fact that like the actual scenes with Daredevil himself and Matt Murdock kind of suck. Like he, he's just kind of crappy that season. And because it's really one, the Punisher Matt season. Is so good though. Amazing. Perfect. Like just fantastic television. Yeah. And then season two, you're like, oh, the parts of the Punisher are pretty good. And the parts of Matt Murdock, the, the Daredevil are actually not that good. Yeah. Uh, Punisher kind of steals the entire show. Yeah. In season two. I would say you could watch the Punisher season one, which follows that. Um, I don't think it's as good, though. I don't think it's as good, but it's pretty solid. You get yeah. some, you know, more Punisher action. Uh I want to say, wait, his hacker friend is the, uh, is he the guy from the, uh, from the bear? Is he like cousin from the bear? I'm like, I have a picture of him in my, in my head. I need to actually like see his face to like know if this is, um, yes. The when guy that plays micro is Ebon Moss Bakrak, who is in the bear. Oh, you should watch the bear. 
Season one and two, <laughs> both fantastic. Perfect. Especially when you get to the Bear season two, the Christmas episode, amazing. It is like peak television. But yeah, you can watch The Punisher, even if season one and season two aren't quite as good as like, oh, his he first was in Andor as well. Solid. Evan Moss Bachrock was in yes. Andor. This guy has an interesting career. That's why, okay. I, that's why I reckon. Hans. Yeah, he plays... Actually, his my fan theory that I like is that his character from The Punisher is like completely not like either of those, those other characters, but his character in The Bear and his character in Andor are like pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny that when you're watching Andor and it's like literally just like Space Chicago in. Like, this is just a dude from Space Chicago. That is 100% like what he is. Space <laughs> Chicago. Yes, because he is just his character from The Bear, but in space. Hans, what would you watch instead? Uh, 2016's Shin Godzilla. It's a wild ride. Or Godzilla minus one, and or Godzilla minus one. Watch Godzilla minus one. Godzilla minus I one is really good. I haven't seen that yet. I need to go see that. Godzilla They're minus bringing one is it. Really it was good. like so. Uh, so it was so successful in the U.S. So much more successful than they had anticipated that they're as of last weekend they're bringing it to an even wider range of theaters across the U.S. Ooh, good. Yeah, it was one of those weird situations where we watched it before it hit IMAX. Like yeah. they didn't do wow. IMAX opening weekend because yeah. Beyonce had all the IMAX theaters opening weekend, but it got yeah. IMAX like its second and third weekends. And to be honest, I would pref- I would not say no. I don't know if it's still out when this podcast will hit the airwaves, but I wouldn't say no to going to see it in IMAX to see it again. You can even it watch the Mark Wahlberg a... Punisher movie. <laughs> it was a good, it's a good movie. <laughs> not the Mark Wahlberg like Punisher this. movie, okay. but Code of Honor, more like. <sighs> You can't even do anything funny with this title because the title of this movie just sounds like one of those fucking like iPhone games that's like meant to sound like Call of Duty and it has a picture of a guy with a gun. And it's like instead of Call of Duty, it's like Duty of Honor, Code of Kills. Like it just has like the most generic like nothing name of a movie. You can't even make a funny pun based off of it. I mean like, yeah, I guess. Let's just say that next week, I believe, if I'm not wrong... We have Sniper Special Ops. <laughs> Let's hope Sniper Special Ops like brings us back up. I'm feeling this was a rough double feature. It was like, three rough. Sucked. It's th- it's three words too. Just Sniper Special sniper Ops. Special there's no. Ops. There's there's no like gap in that title. It's just Sniper, sniper Special Ops. Sniper Special Ops. I feel no so comma, bad that I'm like no nostalgic colon. for 90s and early 2000s. Nicole. Oh, like, I've oh. been thinking that so often I'm, and it I'm sickens only, me. I'm so sad. I'm the only person in this call who has not rewatched a previous Skull movie. Yeah. And I'm honestly scared. Like if I watch <laughs> like Marked for Death, like I'm probably going to have a reaction. And I don't know what that reaction <laughs> is, but I, I'm, I don't want it. I'm scared. I don't even know how it would feel if I rewatch Under Siege 2. I think my mind would shatter into a million pieces. <laughs> Probably. I watched... You think this is getting shot? This isn't getting shot. <laughs> Hell, even the foreigner, even if we're in like the early 2000s instead of the late 2000s, there is a weird nostalgia there for these very terrible movies. Like, this movie is the worst movie I've ever seen. Zach... Zach, from earlier this year, you did not know what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> you knew sweet so summer little. child. You had no idea we how bad these were. So is like a four-star, like solid contender for movie of the year compared to what we're watching now. It's horrid, horrid. Just how imagine bad if we were coming into this recording and we're like, yeah. He was, like, killed, but not killed, and he was in a coma, and there's these two nurses, and he, like, does, like, you know, he puts needles in him, and he, like, starts, like, you know, training himself, like. 
Uh, I miss I miss it. I do. I can't <laughs> believe it. I hated it, and I would still hate it, but I miss it. It's like uh, so in the Old Testament when uh, <laughs> when the the Israelites are freed from their slavery in Egypt, they go out into the desert and they're like starving to death, and they complain to God and they say, you know, God, why did you take us out of our slavery? And just so that we can starve to death in this desert. Uh, and he tells them, things are eventually going to get better. I know they're, they're really bad now, but things are going to eventually get better. I think we're in that desert right now. We're <laughs> yearning for the slavery which we experienced in Egypt. Oh my God. Yeah, that's exactly what this is like. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no notes. Okay. Yeah. But... Like I don't book, think it's going to get better. Like in the book of Numbers? Well, it's going to get better when it's over. It didn't get better for the Israelites until they left the desert. So you're saying like the land of milk and honey is just Being not done. beyond the law, but like the second beyond beyond the law. Beyond the law. <laughs> like when you just like close out of that browser. Yeah, beyond the law is our law. crossing of the Jordan. That's... Hey, we have, I have good news for you. We have 10 more. Sniper Special Ops That's through Beyond the Law, news. 10. That's it. That's, That's all we got left. Wow. Uh, that sounds like... So we've done That's 39 of these. <laughs> <laughs> so like, 10 isn't that many. But if they're as bad as they like are now... We are, we are, you know, nice even numbers. We're four-fifths of the way through. Mm. I don't even remember what it felt like to be like five movies into this. <laughs> that was a different man. Um, again, we're doing the super size me of movies. <laughs> we are. I would much it's not about the McDonald's food. It's forever. about how the food affects us. Yeah. I would much rather eat McDonald's for every single meal of my life than watch any, a single it's one. It's probably better movies. for you. <laughs> I mean, it is. there's gonna have to be d- during our our like finale episode there's gonna have to be some kind of mental health recap how how yeah, has this we, affected us do we over have to the hire a psychologist year? to yeah, come in and like help us out here yeah i saw um i was listening to the mission the official mission impossible podcast uh in the episode when they had like simon Pegg on there yeah and they were talking about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. So and good. they're talking about, like, in that scene where he's, like, disarming the bomb and it's, like, asking him questions and he has to, like, answer them honestly. Yeah. And it's something, like, so in the movie, in the final edit, it ends up being, like, are you, like, afraid of death? And he has to answer yes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they, or the original line was, yeah. like, they wanted to make it more explicit that Benji's, like, experiencing, like, PTSD. Um, so the line was, like, have you ever thought about, like, harming yourself? And he has mm. to answer, like, honestly, yes. And it's, like, way more brutal. Like, you oh. know, that just, like, hurts. It was That's already sincere. brutal. It's, yeah. like, brutal. Yeah. But the fact that it's, like, explicitly, like, do you have thoughts of, like, harming or killing yourself? And yeah. he says yes. And then, like, you know, the bomb's like, yes, that's true. Um, And they it didn't test well with audiences. They didn't, like, no. so change it to just, uh-uh. like, are you afraid of dying or something? I can't remember yes, what the exact change was. that would test much better with me. But I'm just, like, ooh, that's, that's daring. That's, Probably, like, I feel like we yeah. need to have, like, you, like, start, you started off... 
where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to watch these bad movies with friends. And then we're getting to the end here. We have 10 movies left and we're like, we should bring in a trained counselor. <laughs> we'll just ask each of us, like, do you have thoughts about harming yourself? Like after watching all of these Steven Seagal movies. Well, like, it's like in Super Size Me, he brings in those doctors to like check in with him every now and again. Yeah, that's our problem is we didn't have that. We, well, we, we didn't have a baseline. <laughs> There was no control. <laughs> no. We don't have the people coming in being like, mm, bro, your kidney is just begging for help. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear your kidneys screaming. <laughs> I hear them churning through all of the sodium from these fries. I can, like, if you hold your ear up to it, you just hear it rattling in there. That's, like, what these movies are. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh. Your liver is about to burst. God, I hope. <laughs> New year, new us, same. Uh, <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. Oh, I forgot to say it, but I've been really enjoying all of the the validation that I've been getting from my Titanic views. <laughs> no, 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 wrong. Everybody's Bad. been agreeing with me. Everybody's been saying my nope. family, friends, everybody who's nope. talked to me about it says you actually had a really good point there. Nope. I felt so validated. Mm-mm. Zach um, seems to be the only one who disagrees. I am a professional hater, born and bred and accredited. <laughs> in the state of, uh, in the tri-state area, at least. All right, should we end this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, will, I wish we could. Movie. Okay. Are we going to stop our recording at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Give us a countdown. That means one of us has to die. Aaron just said, now that I stopped my recording, I can say code of honor more like chode of goner. He didn't want you to hear that. He didn't want it to be known.